Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour, hosted by yours truly, as always, Gretchen. It's so weird to be recording this right now because I feel like I forget how to podcast. It's been two weeks, and I'm going to talk about it later, but... Um, It's funny because that last episode I had up, I had taken the week off before that because I was just feeling really discouraged and down if you guys heard my last episode. And so I was like, don't worry, I'm going to be posting every Friday for many, many weeks to come. And then everything going on in the world happened and it just really felt wrong to post last week. So yeah, I guess what I'm saying is it just would feel really weird to have recorded an episode and had that out there for you guys to listen to with everything going on and I just really wanted everyone to take the time instead of listening to a happy hour podcast episode um but instead to go watch a documentary to educate themselves to yeah I just wanted you guys to educate yourselves with other podcasts everything like that so as you can tell by the title This is going to be a discussion on racism, which I'm sure is another reason why I'm pretty nervous to be recording right now. Um, I, yeah, (laughs) this is just difficult to talk about, but it's something that's so important, so it's something that I'm not going to shy away from anymore. And big disclaimer is that this is a very sensitive, emotional topic know that I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm sure I'll say things wrong or have it come out jumbled as I usually have issues with, but I do hope that I am clear with my intention and my opinions. And I also too, I'll talk about where I went wrong in the past and I have just learned so much. So I would hope that talking about it, you guys could avoid similar mistakes. So Yeah, although this is a sensitive topic, um, I don't even, it's so weird, you guys, because it's like it shouldn't be such a sensitive topic, but like it is, I don't know, I just have like so many feelings, I know everybody does about this, which is why I'm like afraid to talk about it, but yeah, I talked about on my other social medias, like Instagram and stuff, how I'm just not going to let me being afraid of saying something wrong or have it not come out perfectly elegant like I'm not gonna let that keep me from speaking my mind anymore and using my platform for what I believe to be the only right answer which is on the side of civil rights for every human as I thought they were but I'm realizing and learning that it's not nearly as perfect or it's not perfect at all it's not uh this is so hard to talk about you guys like the world the equality in this world is nowhere near where i thought that it was 
that makes sense. So basically I just aim to open a discussion and I guess start the difficult conversation because now more than ever, it's so important for us to speak out and use our voices for what we know is right. That's a good way to say it. For what we know is right. Like we know deep down what's right, right? Or maybe you don't and you don't agree with me and that's shocking to me like how a human could not care about another human like we're all the same on the inside um yeah I've, I've heard a lot that you have to talk about the uncomfortable and that reminds me I know it takes being uncomfortable to grow so there's the start but to me talking about human rights isn't uncomfortable and like honestly it may have been at first just on my social channels because I tend to stay away from again sensitive topics mainly because they can and have a way of eliciting negative responses is that the right phrase eliciting of anything and I I worded this wrong in an Instagram caption again like I'm not always going to get it right I'm going to get it wrong a lot of the time or it's not going to come out the way I meant it and I said how I've shied away from political oh my gosh I'm not gonna get into that (laughs) political um controversial I guess sensitive was the better word for it topics just because of how opinionated everyone is and everyone has their own opinions and beliefs and everyone's entitled to that and I think listening is really important in this scenario but uh, yeah I said that I've stayed away from it because I mean in reality that's not what my content's about that's never what it has been about I've been on YouTube for over eight years no yeah oh my gosh a little over eight years now, which is so crazy. I've had this podcast for not even a year. This is new. You guys are my new, <laughs> my new passion project. Um, and I've had Instagram for, I don't know, however long, five years, six years. I started after YouTube. But that being said, like I've never, my content has always been a very like positive sort of like escape. I feel like for people that view and listen to my stuff. Um, and it's just never, that's just never been my motivation or passion or anything to talk about politics or you know controversial stuff that being said like I said it came out wrong in an Instagram caption I had I don't believe that any of this is truly like political or controversial because in my mind it's like it's sort of like right and wrong good and bad like um again more of like a human rights matter so yeah talking about human rights to me is uncomfortable like you said it's more I think it just more was just a change and a big difference on my social media. Um, but it's like, why why is talking about it so sensitive? Maybe because I haven't ever in the past. Or like, why is everyone, why is it such a sensitive thing? Like the history of civil rights in our country. It's like, we should question that. And I mean, in my mind, clearly, it's sort of like a grown up topic. And when I was 13, 14, starting YouTube, it's like nothing that I ever saw. Like, I wasn't educating myself, I wasn't watching the news. I didn't, I was so sheltered and privileged, is a good word, um, from all of it. So. I guess I just think that it would be extremely naive of me, of anyone, to think that racism has nearly vanished from our country. I almost think that's what I thought before so much came to light. 
and I just realized how extremely naive that is and ignorant and how important it is to educate ourselves and that educating yourself provides you with knowledge and that knowledge is your power and that it's your duty to educate yourself as a human being a u.s citizen i don't know i'm just like realizing that so much and i mean this does remind me of <laughs> politics but i remember throughout college um my parents talking to my sister and i about voting and just everything like that politics if you will and i remember being like oh i never watch the news though or like I don't have time or I don't feel like educated enough to make like a sound informed decisions and my parents would get mad at me and they would be like yeah but it's your duty to educate yourself and make informed decisions and I would be like oh like you're right but now it's like I'm learning the true meaning of that and why it's so important for everyone to educate themselves from numerous different resources and media channels and you know what I'm saying so that you don't have like one biased stream coming in um but however like i was saying once i got over the worry of saying something wrong or not in the most perfect accurate way speaking my voice and my thoughts became a lot easier and now honestly you guys the more that i've done it over the past couple weeks on my instagram and my youtube um i've really like found my voice and I feel that much more confident talking about it because I'm more educated on the matter and I feel I'm talking so slowly and carefully and this is like a heavy topic and not normally what I talk about but I just feel that much more like sure of myself and I've said like a million times if you're not angry you're not paying attention and I just like so agree with that and if I really get talking about it I'll probably start yelling and shouting because it's like everyone should be wanting to like when I really think about it and then watching these documentaries listening to these podcasts I want to grab someone by the shoulders and shake them and scream and I would hope that's the type of response that is elicited in you guys as well um I mean it's almost unbelievable to me how I guess some of you even listening to this right now wouldn't share the same thoughts that I do on the matter and that would be ignorant again to think that everyone would agree with me but it would be weird to think that you don't share the thought that black lives matter like every other life matters and that i'm not trying to say like what this reminds me of is of people saying all lives matter which really is not the point that i'm making they do but this upsets me because no one is saying that white lives hispanic lives asian lives etc don't matter the reason why everyone is so focused on saying that black lives matter right now is because black lives are the ones that are facing danger discrimination police brutality etc not the races so i just wanted to make that clear that i'm not saying all lives matter i'm not one of those people because that pisses me off it's like are you not paying attention <sighs> for me personally i guess seeing the news the past couple weeks and the many many countless videos photos of white police brutality against black people just like rocked me to my core I guess you could say and make me so so upset as they should and I'm not trying to make this about me because people can quickly say that and you know turn that around and be like Gretchen it's not about you 
the reason I talk on my experiences is because I would think that some of you could relate to my experiences or my opinions or whatever and see yourself in me sort of thing and maybe learn from what I'm talking about so that whenever I'm talking about me in these situations or updating you on like me and my thoughts and my things that I've learned on my Instagram it's like it's because it's my Instagram that's why I'm talking about me but I the movement as a whole and what's going on in the world right now is obviously not about me so don't get that twisted but like I said for me Seeing all the news and videos, everything like this makes me really upset. And I've cried numerous times and people get upset with me. It's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I'll talk about that later. But this is such an opinionated, people are so opinionated. And especially with anything sensitive, they will just force their opinions on you. And people get upset with me when I say that it makes me so upset that I cry. But like, that's the truth and so I'll be honest I've cried numerous times just watching the news and just horrible violent videos because they are so shocking and upsetting and I feel like in a way convey like the dark maybe from me or others hidden even though it's happening out there and not hidden anymore it's in videos like the truths of our society that you would miss it when you're walking down the street during the day or maybe you have seen I don't know I haven't but these videos make it impossible to ignore clearly um and it just makes you see that racism and extreme racism is still here in 2020 in a very clear way which I don't know I mean I'm happy that I've taken the steps to educate myself and learn during this time but and not to like again make this about me or be mad at myself but I'm disappointed in myself I'll say that I'm, I'm disappointed in myself in the past couple years and in, in my time in college when I was learning so much and educating myself that I just wasn't more aware of what was going on in the world and maybe that's because I was scared to, of watching the news and for a lot of reasons but and maybe I was just not paying attention as much as I should have and too caught up in my own stuff and I think back to the past couple years and it's like maybe I knew deep down that people of color were still being discriminated against maybe I knew deep down but didn't admit it to myself or didn't let myself obviously talk about it publicly in any way or my opinions and maybe I would just deal with like heartbreaking news like that and keep it inside or just keep it in my family and talk with my mom my sister whoever it was um but it's like these circumstances right now have made me and I'm sure a lot of you two listening just completely unable to not speak up anymore like we have to (laughs) and it's just horrendous that this mistreatment of our own kind, our brothers, our sisters, our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, our best friends, our partners, that this is happening in our world. Right? This is so heavy in the beginning here, but I just wanted to make my opinion expressed. With that being said, um, I'm sure you can see where I stand on this now. Let's take a break on the heavy content for a moment. Pause. We will get back to it. That's what this episode's about. Because I want to discuss some podcast episodes, documentaries, and address some of your guys' questions and opinions that you sent in. And thank you so much for participating. So, 
let's just rewind a little bit and um, roll back our shoulders and catch up for a second. Some like lighthearted things, right? So this feels weird <laughs> to t- try to talk about normal stuff now. Um, but I think it's important to give yourself a break and um, maybe cut yourself some slack. You know, this is probably a privileged thing for me to say. I'm catching myself right now because it's like for people of color and I've seen um, people repost this sort of notion on their Instagram or wherever that you're lucky that you get to learn about racism and not experience on a daily basis. So for me to say, let's talk about some lighthearted things for a moment. Like, this is so heavy. It's like, I'm so privileged that I can step away from it and not always think about it because for people of color, it's like they don't get that opportunity. So I'm getting deep into the thickets of my brain right now (laughs) thinking about all of this. Um, but yeah, I feel like just everything going on has just consumed my thoughts and actions and everything these days, which probably is a good thing. It's like, I'm learning so much. And I think I saw Brooke post. She's like, I've, I've never felt so woke or I'm like, I'm so woke. And I don't even really know what woke means, but if it means like aware and knowledgeable, that's how I feel too. So catching up. It's been two weeks without a podcast, like I said. Sorry about that. I'll get into why. But let's just talk about today in specific and what I, what's been going on the past two weeks. I mean, we all know what's been going on in the world. But let, maybe me specifically. Could we talk about me for a minute? Can I be selfish? So, um, I mean, up until now, I'm sort of feeling like this heavy weight on my shoulders talking about this. But I've been in a really good mood today. I think being productive and feeling purpose always makes me feel that way. I got ready and took photos, I posted a video, I did a spin class, focused on things that make me feel good, like I said, we're being selfish for a moment, and I planned out this podcast, here we are, and it's funny because this note that I have in here is now outdated because um, it took me so long to plan this podcast because I wanted to be so careful in what I was talking about, I wrote down, just had blueberries as a snack, and then I miss snacking on fruit, I really do snacking on fruit I feel like I don't enough anymore so maybe me talking about it right now is holding me accountable and I need to snack on some more fruit instead of always going for the bag of like chocolate chip cookies you know but the reason this is outdated is because now it's after dinner time and I had my dinner too because after I had my blueberries I was writing the notes for the rest of this episode so then I had a really yummy poke bowl for dinner and yeah, that was today. <laughs> Here we are. And in the past two weeks, what did you miss? Um, got my hair done yesterday. See, all of this just seems so unimportant and trivial compared to what I'm talking about. Maybe this is a good contrast. Maybe this is good that I'm putting this in here so you can see how little, like, all these little things matter. Not that it doesn't matter as all and taking care of yourself and getting your hair done like those are good things for self-care and everything like that but do you know what I mean maybe this is good that I'm talking about this now so what I can tell you too in the past two weeks is that I've never researched so many funds charities petitions documentaries podcasts protests marches and honestly like to be fully honest it felt so good it felt so empowering and it just felt so good to learn again and 
it really made me feel the same sense of purpose how I felt in school um yeah I've just had that realization that I miss learning and a part of me is like oh my god do I need to get my master's and then I'm like no Gretchen you like hate sitting in the classroom but I think what that encourages me to do is to just keep learning and keep my brain active because it makes me feel so much better and purposeful that makes sense interrupting here quick i know i was just telling you how learning again after college has made me feel a bigger sense of purpose so i wanted to tell you guys about skillshare it's an online learning community with thousands of classes to explore new skills deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity for me personally taking classes on skillshare is sort of form of self-care I really like taking classes on Skillshare that help me with my online platform, so I take classes to brush up on my skills on video editing, photo editing, and more. One course that has taught me a bunch already, I know I've told you guys about this one before, but it's the Adobe Photoshop Essentials Training Course. I had always wanted to learn more skills in Photoshop, and I love that I found this course. Other Skillshare classes totally up my alley are the topics like photography, film and video, lifestyle, productivity, entrepreneurship, marketing, etc. Skillshare believes a strong community is essential in times of hardship. So to tap into the support of fellow creatives who provide encouragement, communication, and inspiration, I would suggest trying a class out. Especially right now with everything going on, Skillshare drawing, writing, and journaling classes can be a great way to help manage stress, practice mindfulness, and feel connected to one another. So explore your creativity and get two months free of premium membership at Skillshare.com Gretchen. That's two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com Gretchen. Now let's get back into the episode. Also, another thing I did in the past two weeks was I think I packaged over 100 packages of items of clothes that I sold on Poshmark, which took a lot of time, but it was so amazing because I raised thousands of dollars, you guys, to donate to Black Lives Matter Boston, which I'm so, so happy that I was able to do that. And it's such a blessing that I have the platforms that I have, and I've always known that. But especially in these instances where we can make such a difference and it's like I was just so happy that I was able to do that came at the perfect time since I'm about to move and I was cleaning out my closet and a bunch of stuff literally has tags on it because I'm like Gretchen why did you never wear that so it's perfect that I get to sell these things and selling clothes has honestly always made me feel like kind of weird and uncomfortable because I'm like I don't want my followers to have to like buy them but I don't know how else to do it because it's like new things that haven't been worn and I want you guys to have them but like I don't need to be like making money off of this um and I mean a lot of times I'm not if I bought something I'm gonna sell it for less than I bought it for you know and I'm just like getting some of the money back whatever but this is just like I'm just so happy that I came up with this to donate all the money I made and match the donation with Max because that just like fills up my heart and makes me feel a sense of purpose and I'm just so happy that I can contribute and help out in this way and yeah again it's just such a blessing and um to tell you more about why I picked Black Lives Matter Boston I just wanted to pick a more local smaller charity so that my money I felt could really make a difference and I guess impact directly my community here and so that they could benefit from all of our help together 
um oh a couple weeks ago now I visited my mom I'm actually remembering my last podcast I talked about how I was going to visit my mom and I hadn't seen her in months and I missed her so bad and I was like it's our little secret on this podcast because I know she's not going to listen to this before I go tomorrow and it was cute some of you guys were commenting on my Instagram they're like so excited for the Saturday surprise and I'm like oh they only know about that because they like listen to my podcast so yes I did visit my mom and it was so good to see her there's nothing better and like a hug from your mama to make you feel like everything's okay and yeah it was just so good to see her so you guys know in my podcast I always talk about something that I'm happy about right now like a happy quote um but honestly what I immediately thought of and wrote down was what I'm sad about right now sorry this is like deep over here heavy but if you're listening to this podcast you're you know what you're getting yourself into so (laughs) what I'm sad about is how our world is still having issues with human rights like it really is mind-boggling if you think about it um yeah it's just extremely upsetting what i'm happy about though silver lining maybe is that i have the time and the resources to educate myself and speak out on my various platforms like i said I recognize what a blessing it is to have my platforms and now during this time I've realized even more how it's my duty to use my voice on things that really matter and speak out on my platforms to make a positive change and difference even if I'm you know affecting a couple people's opinions or um encouraging them to protest protest or educate themselves whatever it is it's like that's making a change and that's the least I could do so I am grateful for the platforms that I do have and it's such a responsibility in a way to talk about important things and I've realized that so here's a quote I found you guys know normally I find my quotes on google This is not an exception. This was found on Google. And I'm going to tell you kind of what I take from it. Maybe you can comment on my last Instagram post on Happy HR Podcast. That's the Instagram account for this podcast. And I like when you guys comment on the most recent post. Like, you know, it'll be promoting this episode. And I like when you comment on there because there's no comments on the podcast and I want to hear what you have to say. So maybe tell me what you think of this quote. At first, I kind of thought that I was getting at the wrong idea, but I think how you interpret it, it depends. So this is what I found. The rights of every, and I'm going to tell you how I I fixed it after, okay? (laughs) The rights of every man are diminished when the rights of one man are threatened. And I think this is the feminist in me coming out over here. But I added in little brackets, the rights of every woman or man are diminished when the rights of every woman, or of one woman or man, now I'm messing it up, are threatened. Obviously, it's men and women. So I thought I would just add that. And I so agree. Maybe I'll say it again. So if you didn't hear it right the first time, I'll just say it how it was written. The rights of every man are diminished when the rights of one man are threatened. So that just makes me think how really the gross mistreatment and murders that have happened aren't just that they mean so much more and we all know that that the act of that happening is human rights being threatened and more than that 
obviously just being blatantly ignored. So that's what I take from that quote. And I think it really applies to the situation we're in right now. Um, yeah. And so, so let's get on into the episode, you guys. Last week, instead of a new episode, I posted about on my Instagram, my main Instagram, Gretchen Garrity, and then Happy Hour Podcast Instagram. I posted the same thing on both because I wanted everyone to see it. So I have a new episode. I posted about these podcasts that I found in a specific documentary that I personally learned a lot from, and I asked for your guys' takeaways, what you took from it. I wanted to hear your opinions. And I'm now I'm just in my head thinking about how I just said documentary. Side note, I digress, but a lot of my friends and family make fun of me. Do you guys say document? Wait, I don't even know how other people say it. Documentary? Documentary? Oh, that sounds so weird to me. I can't even say it. Documentary. I guess that's how most people say it. But I say documentary. I don't know why I've always said that way. And in my mind, it's document T-A-R-Y, right? So it's like documentary. Oh, and this is also making me think of how people always are like, what did you just say? Whenever I say elementary, like when I was in elementary school or back in elementary. And I guess... People say elementary. Ooh, that sounds weird to me. I think it's where I'm from. I think Taylor, my best friend, is also from my little... I'm going to say my little town in New York. LOL, Albany, New York, the capital. Not little town. My city in New York. Maybe it's an Albany thing because Taylor says elementary documentary like I do. Anyway, I am getting sidetracked over here. So I was talking about the podcast and documentary that I learned a lot from. Okay. So I thought that I could first talk about some of my takeaways, maybe. I took a lot of notes. I condensed this down here for this podcast episode, Um, but I thought that I could just talk about it in case maybe you didn't listen to them or watch the documentary. I could tell you about them right now, or you guys could just hear my opinion on what I took away from it, what I learned. Okay, so... The first podcast episode, I podcast episode, I guess we'll just start with this. This is the 1619 podcast by the New York Times. And oh, I freaking wish I had, I'm going to look it up right now. The name, I didn't even write down the name because I just, in my head, I know which one it is. I remember that it's number four. Yeah. Episode four, how the bad blood started. So if you guys want to go listen to this after, if you hadn't before, it's a 1619 podcast by New York Times. How the bad blood started. Okay. Duh. The title would have been helpful. So what I took away is that the 13th Amendment quite literally only made slaves free to leave their owners, which makes sense. We all know emancipation. Um, but what I didn't learn, I guess, growing up, maybe didn't realize and think about was how they had nowhere to go, no resources, no shelter, etc. So that was kind of the first point where I was like, wow, I'm learning. This is new to me. And I write this later on. But I think about the notion of unlearning what you've learned and relearning again. And that's a lot of what I feel like was sort of my process in listening to these podcasts and watching documentaries. It's like I'm unlearning things that I've learned in maybe a biased way. I don't know if I want to say biased. In a way written by textbooks in America I don't know do you guys know what I mean and relearning the things that I didn't learn or maybe a nicer way of saying it is 
learning about the gaps between things that I learned growing up. And I truly feel like that applies to my situation too because it's like I learn about emancipation, then I learn about civil rights. What's, what's in between now? Like there's certain things that I feel like my mind has a gap of history. This is why history is so important, people. Okay, then I wrote down that black medical professionals finally created the NMA, National Medical Association, and I know for a while there was just AMA, and it was all white for a very long time. So, yeah, I it was just interesting learning about. This was a lot about, um, like, health insurance, that kind of thing, this episode. And it talks about how insurance was so expensive and so exclusive for so long, and it touches on stories of hospitals refusing to treat black people and them eventually getting just second class care and therefore dying really just became commonplace and god you guys listening to these podcasts is just like really sad like I kind of laid out I don't even mean to giggle I like I'm uncomfortable so I'm like giggling no like it's really awful and sad to learn about these times that maybe you didn't learn about before and yeah I laid in the sun when I listened to them to try to not cry honestly because that's like one of my happy places um but it is really devastating to hear about this and last little note I have is that to this day black women have a much higher risk of dying in childbirth than white women so then I I feel like that just gets you to start thinking about why that is and how our system is set up so moving on the code switch podcast episode again i didn't even freaking write down the title why did i not do this um i remember it was the most recent one that when i listened okay now there's one that was supposed to yesterday after it but it's called a decade of watching black people die and this was on may 31st so it is really current and talking about what's going on right now because it was like just posted when I listened at least and I have a lot of notes for this one so basically it starts by saying that devastating stories of cops killing black people nowadays are becoming evergreen and I think I actually googled that term evergreen because I was like I don't even know what that means and And that's a good thing to keep yourself learning. And if you don't know something, look it up. Like, keep learning. So, it just means that these stories of cops killing black people nowadays are becoming so relevant. And it talks about Eric Garner in July 2014. And how he also said, I can't breathe. And that was in New York City. Just like George Floyd this May in Minneapolis. So maybe if some of you didn't know about Eric Garner, it's like this isn't something that just started happening. It's been happening for a while and in very similar circumstances, I guess you could say. And I think what this podcast does really well is sort of contextualizes the current news like of today. So then it starts talking about... Um, this article, What Does Seeing Black Men Die Do For You? And it was written in 2015. And it talks about the past of lynching, which I'm sure we all know about, which is just horrific. And it talks about conventional ignorance is that 
you know, us thinking that isn't the America we live in now, but it is, and it was when this was written. And it talks about in the early 1990s, the popular TV show Cops. And this was kind of like, whoa to me. Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm like shocked. I feel like listening to all of this, I was just not like surprised or shocked or in awe. It was just like very clear, specific examples of things that I didn't maybe realize in the past. So I think I saw cops like maybe once or twice growing up, but I realized what it meant. It's like that show kind of like glorified in a way, or maybe I'm getting it wrong. I might be wrong. I don't, I don't know all the time. I don't always don't know all the answers. That's okay. But in my mind, it sort of like glorifies the violence of police and like really violent police. And it's like, whoa, that's so crazy. And it just tries to be like shocking. And it's like, is that how we want to think of our cops? I thought they were, personally, I thought they were here to protect us. Now I'm learning that maybe I don't know the true intentions or at least all of them. I'm not saying they're all bad or they're all good, but I guess it just depends. And anyway, (laughs) before I get way too distracted, it talks about the history of brutality and misconduct. And I guess kind of what I was saying that people started to be unsure if police are really there to protect them. Um, It talks about dashboard cameras making this public. I like remember growing up in that becoming a thing, dashboard cameras. Like that was during, you know, my lifetime. Like they are relatively recent. It talks about that so much of police brutality on the black community looks alike. I was saying um, how it's happening now is similar to things that have happened in the past. And that it just keeps happening over and over again with minor consequence. So it says we educate and keep watching these horrific videos and attempt to inspire real reform. And that we share on our social media to alarm and inspire. But the speaker in this podcast poses a question to what end like black lives matter that phrase seems like a pretty low floor and i so agree with everything you're saying he says it takes it's been taking america so long to grant black victims this mild degree of humanization and that despite seeing brutalization brutalization in vivid detail police and government remain unmoved which I hope is not the case and I don't think is the case anymore because um, I actually saw this on Instagram. I'm learning a lot on Instagram to you guys. I know everyone's posting a lot on there, but I saw that I think it must have been a week ago now that with all 50 states and however many other countries protesting during this time, it has become the largest civil rights movement in history, which is crazy. And I see people writing on Instagram, you know, no matter what, this time will be written in history books, and it's like, what side of history do you want to be on? Good question to think about. Um, And yeah, so back to the article, I just talked about how it was written in 2015, but it is still fully relevant today, and the author of the article is like, I'm, wow, like I'm shocked, like I didn't realize back when I wrote it in 2015, how much, how much it would apply today, I guess. And that he talks about how America is still taking its sweet time in recognizing black humanity. And when are we going to see the change that this kind of shock and awe should be provoking? So 
that's what I wrote from that episode. Interrupting here quick to tell you about Daily Harvest. As someone who is pretty health conscious, I'm always trying to be mindful of what I eat, even my quickest meals, and that's why I love Daily Harvest. They deliver food you want to eat but don't have the time to make right to your door. I love getting the grain bowls, the smoothies, and the soups. And my favorite of all time, my favorites of all time, definitely have to be the mint and cacao smoothie, the butternut squash soup. Oh, they are so good, you guys. And I love that Daily Harvest makes it easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with their thoughtfully sourced chef-crafted foods that can be prepared in five minutes or less. Usually I feel like they only take me two or three minutes. And they work directly with farms to harvest organic fruits and vegetables at their peak and then freeze them within 24 hours to lock in their nutrients. Everything stays fresh until you're ready to enjoy it and you can choose from over 65 options of smoothies, hearty soups, harvest bowls, and overnight oats. And each recipe takes one step to prepare with room to make them your own. Add your favorite milk to blend up a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and top it with an avocado or a fried egg. I personally always love adding an avocado. If you haven't tried Daily Harvest before, you totally should. So you can go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code happy hour to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code happy hour for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. And now let's get back into the episode. And then I talk about thir- the 13th documentary on Netflix, which I so recommend you guys watch. Um, I guess like brief overview. It talks a lot about like the prison system in America. So I guess starting from the top, my notes, I have that, and I said this, actually, this is similar to the 1619 podcast, but that extreme racism continued far past the 13th Amendment, and I was like, oh, knew that, and that so many political campaigns, this is what I learned, right, this was new to me in here, were based on making the American public terrified of criminals, I say in quotes, really black people and they made black people synonymous with criminals in the American eye which is so wrong and I wrote um the war on drugs I was wondering about that the war on drugs and extreme criminalization of certain drugs predominant in black communities was really racism in disguise because it was no longer legal, you know, after the Civil Rights Act to segregate, discriminate, incarcerate based on race, even though that was the underlying goal and really end result. And this one just really made me realize how, I guess, recently all of these things had been happening too. Like, in my mind, so much of it was so long ago or like way in the past. But when it goes by, it really organized it by like president's administrations. I just quickly realized, again, how recent all of it was. Um, And then it became so clear to me why we see what we see today. And in my mind, it's because we haven't changed and developed enough from the freaking Civil Rights Act in way back in 1964 with Lyndon Johnson Basically, I mean, it did make segregation and discrimination illegal. But it's like, have we even grown from that point? And that's that's what really made me realize, too, thinking about the Civil Rights Act. I'm like, you know what? 1964 sounds like a really long time ago, but that's the year that my father was born. And my mom was born the year after that. And only at that point did discrimination, segregation become illegal. I'm like, like in my mind... All of that was so long ago, but it wasn't. Like, 
that is a time period that I think about and I know, obviously, we still know people to this day, living, breathing, that have lived through that time. It wasn't that long ago. So, yeah, I guess that's what I took from those. And now I'm going to turn the discussion to you guys because a lot of you wrote in and I want to talk about some of your recommendations. So, you guys recommended When They See Us, which is on Netflix, I believe. I believe you guys said. And also Just Mercy. I've seen a lot of people recommend that. And then also the podcast called Seeing White. So, I definitely want to give those a look, but... Yeah, I guess a question that I think this is the, probably the number one question sort of that was asked of me in my DMs and uh, this one girl's in specific was she said thoughts on how to persuade those people who don't believe in or support Black Lives Matter to watch or listen to sources like these. Yeah, I got that question a lot. So where do I start? I know it can be so frustrating dealing with someone in your personal life, especially that isn't really open-minded to new ideas, like new ideas. Sorry, I'm taking a while to like articulate my thoughts. Um, to new ideas for them or opinions. But that being said, I think, I guess discussing your beliefs and opinions and why you think it's so important for the friend for your parent, sibling, whoever to listen, I would hope that they would consider and that they could consider an alternate point of view if you like stress the importance and why it's personally so important to you. I also think maybe that you you could get somewhere with this is that um, maybe working on getting to the root of their belief in their understanding could help and kind of like asking the question, so was it the way they were raised? Uh, are their parents this way? What have their experiences been growing up? That kind of thing, etc. So I would hope that that sort of line of reasoning and just talking with them, like opening the conversation, having the difficult or may they be uncomfortable conversations, I would hope that that would help get your point across. And you say the word persuade. I think this is interesting because I think the more you try to force your beliefs and your opinions on someone, if you're like yelling in their face, no one wants to listen to that. But it's the more like calmly, peacefully you can like ask these questions, it can get them thinking about it and answering the questions for themselves sort of. So that's what my mind goes to immediately. But trust me, I've dealt with um, close-minded family members and I know... I do know how frustrating that can be. So that would be my take on that. But I guess I'm going to get into what a lot of you wrote in. And I just screenshotted a lot of what you wrote in because I thought they were really great responses. And I just wanted to literally read off what you guys said. So I have one, two, three, four. I think I have five different paragraphs or pieces if you will um, from you guys so we're gonna start with the first one I'll keep these anonymous and here we go this says 
hey Gretchen, I listened to the podcast you recommended. They were really interesting. I thought the part in the 1619 podcast about how black communities and black hospitals were hit the hardest by smallpox due to lack of resources was a pretty striking parallel to how we are seeing black communities disproportionately affected by the coronavirus today. I read that and I was like, hmm. I completely agree. And this says the people hit hardest by the coronavirus are often people in lower socioeconomic classes with pre-existing health conditions and universal health care could help to increase equity by making sure everyone has access to health care and less people develop health conditions that could leave them at a greater risk for other diseases. Preach it, sister. You're preaching to the choir. Thank you so much for discussing this topic. It's so great that you're using your platform to encourage people to educate themselves. So... I thought that was really interesting how she pointed that out, and I completely agree. That's what I have to say about that. This says, hi Gretchen, I think what you're doing with your platform is amazing. I wanted to share about some of the best ways in which I have been an active learner and participant in the fight against racism. Oh, this one's long, I remember, so buckle in. <laughs> I lived in Vermont for 10 years and moved to San Diego afterwards. In the fall, I will be a junior at the University of Mississippi. People from California are very quick to ask me why I chose Ole Miss and why I would ever want to live in Mississippi, let alone the South, because it is so conservative and so racist. After only two years at Ole Miss, I can tell you it is the best decision I have ever made. Mississippi has arguably has arguably one wait. Why can't I read? Mississippi has arguably one of the most complex and distraught histories when it comes to civil rights. During my time at Ole Miss, I have made a very diligent effort to have conversations with people from the South, black and white, and especially from Mississippi about the history of the place and how we all fit into it. Good for you, girl. Through these difficult conversations, I have gained a new level of understanding about racism in our country, and most importantly, that it is not as simple as it is sometimes made out to be. I could completely see that. Agree. Another important observation I've come to is that racism is not the same all over our country. I so agree that that is so true. Um, Race relations in California, Mississippi, Illinois, New York, Minnesota, Michigan are all unique to the history of that place and the steps each of them have taken to overcome it or have not taken. So true. Uh, Becoming understanding of the unique history of every state. In our country is one of the only ways to understand racism its history its history and its future so she's really pointing out to why the history of everything is so important and why educating yourself on it is so important she says a message i would love for you to share with your following is that in order to understand racism you must have conversations that make you uncomfortable and you must go to places in which you may not be comfortable Most importantly, though, you must be willing to understand and listen with open ears and have an open heart. Having these conversations means nothing if you are not willing to really listen. I so agree, girl. Speaking out is important, but listening is even more important. Also, I would like to recommend the book Dispatched by Pluto by Richard Grant as a re... I don't know if you can hear Max play video games right now. I feel like he just yelled really loud. Sorry. (laughs) Interrupted. Okay. She says, also, I would like to recommend the book Dispatched by Pluto... Dispatch from Pluto by Richard Grant as a resource to understand the Mississippi Delta and the race relations in that region. Thank you so much for taking the time to have these conversations with your followers. That was a good one. She put lots of thought into that and wrote a lot, and I really appreciate you guys writing in. 
This one says, I just finished 13th and came on Insta to see your post. You couldn't have said it better. I was literally unlearning and relearning history that wasn't taught slash majorly sugarcoated in school. Yes, girl. Um, if they would have shown a film like this in school growing up, I think a lot less people would be ignorant and more aware of these issues that still happen so often decades and decades later. I like that suggestion. I think schools... I also think that schools should do that. I had full body chills, especially at the ending, and told all my friends to go watch it immediately. The Netflix series, When They See Us... Oh, wasn't I talking about that? Yeah, a lot of people recommended that. When They See Us was so powerful. I highly recommend if you haven't seen it yet. It's the case of the Central Park Five that was mentioned in 13th. Yeah, they talk about that a bit in the 13th documentary. So... She says, thank you for using your platform to speak out. This is huge, especially for any younger listeners. I've seen so much of the younger generation challenging their parents' views, and it gives me so much hope, especially for the election in November. Never stop using your platform. Oh my gosh, I cut off the rest. I forget. I don't know if I see the ending, but that, I think, is like almost the end. Okay. Um... Okay, next one says, I've protested and fought for just about every community, including my own, and this movement is so inspiring to me. I attended the protest in my state, Indiana, last Saturday. It was so moving and emotional for me because I loved seeing all the support this movement has gotten. Everyone deserves to be treated equally, and the fact that we still have to fight for equality is incredibly upsetting. Agree. I will, of course, I like agree with all of this. I will continue to be an ally and I will always fight for the black community because they are our siblings in all caps. Yep. Just also, if you could please share the petition I'm about to link, that would be awesome. Sean Reed was a resident of Indiana and so this is a petition for Sean Reed. I actually just signed it before recording this podcast, you guys, and I will have this in the, what's it called, show notes description if you would like to read about that and sign the petition because I just love signing all the petitions coming my way because I know that is a very easy and free way to make a change and make a difference. Okay, last one is... I know these things can be hard to see when you grow up in a more sheltered community. She says she definitely did. And as a person of color growing up in a really white area, I could always see a divide in how my white friends experienced our country compared to how I did. Even if they weren't outwardly mean to me and even though they were even though we were all American. Even so my experience doesn't begin to compare doesn't begin to compare to the experiences of black people in this country, but it still feels so reassuring to know that someone cares, that someone who benefits from this society cares and sees me. And I wish I could go back and tell my high school self that. Hmm. So thank you for using your platform. Thank you for speaking up. And I hope those girls who are in my high school shoes now, why did my screenshots cut all of these off? <laughs> high school shoes now... Maybe realize that that's probably... Oh, oh, wait. I have this one. <laughs> We're in my high school shoes now. Know that there are people out there who hear them and who are there for them and want their voices to be heard. Oh, that's very sweet. So I thought that just could be nice to have your guys' point of view in there. And those are just some of the sentiments and, I guess, questions and things that you guys had to say. And I really appreciate you taking your time to write things for me, to be a part of this podcast. And I guess what we can end off with um, is that 
I was thinking about saying this in the very beginning, but here it is, I guess, at the end. So I can just think about me personally. Again, I'm talking about my personal experience, not that this is about me. But that, like, the notion of not seeing color and, like, I'm colorblind, I don't see color, everyone's the same, everyone's equal. In my mind, that's oh, that was always what the goal should should have been. But until all this was happening, I was educating myself more and seeing what the real goal should be. I didn't realize that that isn't enough. And it that isn't really what we should be looking for. What we need to aim for is, I've seen this a lot of places. I tried to find the exact one, but I couldn't. So I'm paraphrasing here, but I completely agree with this statement. What we need to aim for is, I see your color. Like, no one, I guess, can truly be colorblind. It's like, I see your color. I recognize the pain and the suffering you've endured because of the color of your skin. And it's like, show me how to be better. Like, we all need to be better. And I think that's a much better way of looking at it instead of saying, everyone's equal to me. Because that's, in my mind, kind of how I always grew up. I was like, what are people's like what is the problem here like I just don't understand like why anyone would be treated differently because I personally just I how I was raised I guess I didn't have a racist family or racist parents so I guess that was just never like in my thoughts and it's that's why this is like so shocking to me but and I've probably even said back in the day on Instagram or YouTube I guess I never talked about race really but if it ever came up I'm sure I said it doesn't matter what color your skin is to me I don't care and it's not like I don't care that's not what I mean it's like it's just like why is that the defining factor it's like who you are as a person means so much more like I was just like what is the big deal sort of thing but a way better way to look at it definitely is I know the history I'm educated I know how This systematic racism has been present in our country for hundreds and hundreds of years. And even though I maybe can't really realize a full and have a full understanding, I can recognize, again, the pain, the suffering, the hurt that you have endured. And we're all trying to better ourselves, be the best version of ourselves, show me how to be better let's work on this kind of thing like that's a way better way to look at it so I thought I would kind of end it off there and again that resources will be linked in the description here show notes whatever it's called on a podcast I don't even know I think it's the description that resources for education for educating yourself for I don't know learning more context of the situation um resources for donations charities funds everything like that I will have in the show notes so that you can take a look at that and I think this is wrapping up here you guys I think that is pretty much what I wanted to talk about I hope that this was I don't even normally I'm like I hope that this was helpful or entertaining I don't even know what I hope that this episode was I hope this episode could show you my opinions where I'm coming from my point of view maybe help you gain some perspective about the different topics that I talked about different specific examples maybe um and I just hope that you know I hope that you can see in me that I realize 
what's important in our world and it's not all about my new skincare and my freaking clothing haul and makeup routine that's not all that's important in life at all that's very unimportant compared to human rights issues so that's just why I know it was so important for me to touch on this and even if everything didn't come out perfectly or if I said something wrong cut me some slack here I am really learning what it is to be an ally to the black community and to speak up and use my voice so this is still I guess new for me to talk about on social media but yeah I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to say guys Thank you so much for listening and I just appreciate your support and staying with me during this time so much. Oh, I didn't talk about earlier, but I quickly said, sorry, now I digress. I was about to end this off, but that made me realize those of you that are sticking around and know that I have the best intentions and the biggest hearts, thank you. And I said at the beginning of one of my recent videos how... It's really interesting to me. I noticed on Instagram, I lost like over a thousand followers during all of this. And I was like, why is this happening? And then I was like, you know what? If those people aren't following me because they don't agree with my opinions, oh my, those aren't the people I want following me anyway. Anyway, like, see ya. Like, you don't need to be agreeing with me or looking at my stuff. And if you want to unfollow because you don't agree on all humans having basic human rights, don't follow me on Instagram. Don't watch my YouTube videos. You don't need to. So I just thought that was interesting. But for those of you that agree with me and are on the right side of history, um, just know that I appreciate it. And I love you all so much. And I know that this time is really scary and really crazy. But I hope by bringing up these difficult conversations that... It really does make a change in our world. So finally ending it off, finally ending this off here, you guys. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye.